You are tuned in to For the Love of Millennials podcast. For the Love of Millennials is a platform created to inspire, empower, and uplift melanin-enriched millennials to be the best of themselves. Each topic is carefully chosen with the intention to provide value to listeners in effort to fulfill the podcast purpose. Keep listening for more of today's episode. I'm doing pretty well. Today's been a really busy day. We had a Juneteenth panel um, within my company, so facilitated that, which was a really good experience, an interesting experience. Um, I learned a lot. Like when I say uh, one of my coworkers, like he really delved into like the history of Juneteenth, like mm-hmm. talking in ancient Africa to wow. enslavement wow. to to where we are now, and then how to move forward. Like I learned so much today and so today was just that's what's up it was busy it was a that's lot. the key right you gotta soak it up like a sponge you have yeah <laughs> yeah and how to make it okay so we're gonna jump in let's go this is love millennials this is gonna be published on the podcast but we have my good friend william actually we're learning each other i can't even say good friends yet, but we met via linkedin that's right you connected with me and you were like yo buy my book yeah, I need, I need a little, little support. <laughs> little support. And yeah. normally, I'm like, when people slide in my messages on LinkedIn, I'll be like, hey, what's up? This is not, <laughs> this is not how we navigate this platform. But I was like, oh, look at this little black boy on this book. I'm yeah. Like, let me go see what this is about. Um, yeah, COVID, COVID. I feel like right now everything's shutting down or semi-open so you can't really yeah you know put on anything with large gatherings so i just got to do things a little unorthodox be aggressive yeah. and just see what happens and yeah absolutely. i'm just happy to be on right now like I'm, I'm really excited so i'm grateful that you did so like mm-hmm. i was saying that with all facets like i appreciate you oh right. your sister on here she said she's so <laughs> proud of you as you should be right as on. you should be that is so what's up um about to care so go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself in your own words. Yeah, um, I would say I've been a writer, educator my entire life. I was one of those kids that, you know, always preaching to his friends. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyone that was younger than me that was around me and trying to show them how to do something. Anything I knew how to do was always trying to kind of spread it out there. Um, I've been a teacher 15 years, um, but, um, you know, I kind of always had these side passions to write and you know i I dabbled in in screenwriting and Mm -hmm. it's a little tougher to crack into that business and and do things the way you want them to get done um it's a lot of hands on deck when you're trying to make a film um but honestly when i had my son he's six uh sean that's who who the story is based around um you know reading stories to him every night i just felt like i had something to contribute um that would keep him from whining about the books that he was reading. You know, I don't like this book or, you know, why is he this color instead of that color and so on and so forth. And, um, and then selfishly, um, I'm one of those people that's always looking for a way to get his voice out there and just be heard. Um, I'm a passionate person. I'm one of those crazy basketball fans that'll yell at the TV when I don't think something's right. Um, you know, I'm yelling in my head at the pastor when I'm at church, when, 
I don't think he's addressing a certain uh, situation. You know, I'm just a very passionate person. And, and that's, yeah. kind of, that's kind of my MO is <clears throat> how can I be heard? How can I, how can I express myself? And I feel like I found a good lane with, with uh, children's books. Can I do a little shameless plug? <laughs> oh, this is your shameless platform. Okay. So we're going to get to that. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Right on. No, I just, I just, um, I'm proud of it. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. excited about it. It's, it's one of those things that um, I feel like, you know, my, my grandma used to speak it into existence. Um, yeah. my, my best friend um, used to tell me all the yeah. time, write books, you should write books, you should write books. And it just felt like something that was, um, I don't know, I guess just out of my lane a little bit until yeah. I had my son. And, you know, he, he just kind of has awakened this yeah. voice that wants to yeah. talk yeah. to the kids in a different way as opposed to being a teacher, so. Yeah. I'm yeah, sometimes life events, they shift things for us, right? Because um, I, like you, I'm like, I look, I ain't fooling with these kids out here, like, and then <laughs> here I am, a mom, and, like, my complete perspective has changed, like, right, what does leadership look like when it comes to your children? Because when people right. think leadership, they always think, like, something political, they think administrative, they think something much greater, but when you have a child in your life, right, what does representation look like? Like this morning, I, I really appreciate you and your book, right? Because I was reading stories to my girls. Like we read at night, we read in the morning. And there I realized like, wow, while we have a lot of books, we don't have as many that are representative right. of them. Right. And we tend to read a reread a lot of the same books because mm -hmm. they are representative right. of them. So definitely appreciate you. So you said you've been a teacher for 15 years. Yeah. What subject have you been teaching uh, and what grade? Elementary school. It was always fifth and sixth grade. Um, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've dabbled a little into high school as well. I just, I feel like my calling is a little more with the young ones and just, uh, trying to maintain that bridge and yeah. and and spread the love that way. Yeah. Um, I'm not currently teaching. You know, I'm all full fledged writing. Okay. Um, but I I do make sure that I stay connected. You know, to my craft and, and yeah. I'm tutoring, you know all the time on the side. So yeah. It's it's a lot of a lot of writing, a lot of math, a lot of social studies and science as a as an elementary yeah. school. So teacher, I, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That was my mom. My mom used to teach in North New Jersey for like over 20 years. And so she always had, not always, but majority of her years was fifth grade. So she taught like all the subjects. So right. shout out to you. Shout out right. to her. Right. Shout out to educators. All right. Like, because right. that is a tough job. That's a tough job because I feel you know, like elementary. Yeah. Come on. Give it, well, give well so, so, so tough that I'll bridge kind of two, two subjects right now. Um, I feel like, um, as an educator, much much like as an author, you have an opportunity to, you know, have a call to action to kind of make a change. Um, as a as a teacher, I love trying to, you know, spot out the students that I thought would make great educators in the future and kind of whisper yeah. that bug in their ear, just plant yeah. that seed. You know, if they ever yeah. find themselves in doubt, not sure what to do, they could always, you know, have that seed to to kind yeah. of fall back on. Like yeah. maybe I should be a teacher. Yeah. And a lot of my teachers from back in the day, I'm I'm 42, so I, I you know. I've been at it a while. Um, a lot of them actually do become teachers later on, which I think yeah. is awesome. But um, I think one of the things that I want to see in um, children's books is, um, you know, a spotlight on black children as heroes. You know, it's like there's stories. We have stories out there. But how many of them are 
are lifting up the kids to to see themselves as heroic. Um, and you know, that's what Sean's window is. That's what my next story is going to be. I mean, every every time I write a story and publish one, you're going to notice that that there's going to be a black character um, that I see as a, a hero, and, and I and I'm going to do something that's that's pretty unique to try to lift them up in a way. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. not just about what they learn or you know the the troubles that they're going to get into and the lessons that they pick up. It's more about no little kids have a voice. They have yeah. a gift. There's something that's special about them. Absolutely. And, and I feel like I knew that about myself young. I definitely see it in my son young. Yeah. And you have no idea how many students I've seen that in over the years that don't see it in themselves. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, you are somebody that the rest of the class follows. Um, you are somebody that has a special gift that hasn't realized it, whether it's drawing, writing, uh, speaking, uniting, uh, helping, yeah. whatever it is, service, whatever it is, they have some sort of gift. Yeah. And um, I just want people to recognize that they do and yeah. then use it. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I'm, I just, I look around a lot, pay attention, you know, to what's going on in the world. And I feel like a lot of times people are working um, what my pastor calls their plan B. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of options out there. A lot of times we get yeah. afraid, uh, fear, of, fear of success, fear of failure, whatever you want yeah. to call it. Um, it makes us kind of pivot and do something that's a little more yeah. um, easy, if you will. Yeah. Um, something that's a little more uh, secure. And, and it's good for some people. But at the same time, um, I feel like a lot of them have special gifts, special talents that, yeah. you know, they've been, you know, sitting on the shelves, collecting dust for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And I bet you even still, no matter how old they are yeah. now, if they take them off that shelf, dust them off, they're going to see that that gift will provide for them, as the yeah. Bible says. So I throw that out there. Um, but yeah, I just, that's, that's me. And, and yeah. then on top of it, just making the stories fun in the process, you know, not yeah. to be too preachy, not to be too, um, you know, I have a dream, so to speak. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's a fact, you know, I feel like yeah. I'm a living testimony to it. And I really want yeah. um, young kids, young black boys, um, the ones that are growing up and that they're, you know, really slain in the streets. I want them to see themselves the way I see them, the way that their moms and their fathers probably see them. Um, and, and if they see it earlier, um, I think we'll see faster change than even what you're seeing right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love that. Like you, you gave so much, like you gave <laughs> so much. And you talk about, oh, I don't know. I'm going to be nervous. What I got to expect. How yeah, I gotta I was trying to like, are you okay though? Are you comfortable? I'm okay. You I'm flowing. okay. You in your flow right now. <laughs> Doesn't mean the nerves aren't there. You said what? That <laughs> it doesn't mean the nerves aren't there. You know, that's my first one. I can't tell. I can't tell. I can't tell. <laughs> I but I'm so glad. Like you just said, you gave us so much, and I think even with your you being in the classroom at elementary school, um, there was a post that that went around. It was like, when was the first time you had your first black teacher? And mm. then when was the first time you had your first mm. black male teacher? Mm. Some people have never had a black man mm. as a teacher. Mm. I'm one of them. I've never had a black man as a teacher. Mm. And thankfully, in elementary school, I had black women as teachers. But then when I got to high school, I had no black right. teachers at right. all. Right. And right. then, yup, he doesn't look nervous at all. He's in that. Yes, he is. See, <laughs> see, people know you. People know you. Look at you. Sixth grade. Yeah. When was the first that's, time you had your first black favorite. teacher? And some people are like, the first time I had my first black professor was when I went to college and it was the HBCU. And sometimes 
I just had a conversation with someone yesterday and I was just like, you know, even at HBCUs, there aren't as many PhD um, professors who are right, teaching, right. who are tenured. And I'm yeah. like, you know, I remember being in school and at HBCU, my favorite course that I ever took, I was so ready for it, was African-American literature. Wow. And I did appreciate my professor. She was a really great professor, mm -hmm. but she was a white woman. And when I say she broke it down, she broke it down. She was a oh, bomb yeah. professor. That's what's up. Sure, black person be teaching yeah, my African American literature. I feel it. I feel it. I, was, I was just like, she's good. Feel. She a good professor. Yeah. Like she cool. Like a dapper up and all that. But I'm like, yeah. Somebody black should be teaching me about right. African American literature. I'm right there with at you. At HBCU. Yeah, I mean, now see, so you're gonna have me really preaching. We talk about this, but I'll say for, for, for me, first of all, mine mine was a substitute teacher. Um, Mr. Allen, I'll never forget it. Um, I actually ran into him some years back at, at Juneteenth at San Jose, California. Not sure if he remembers Wally, but um, he was a substitute, um, our, our main uh, language arts teacher at sixth grade. Um, I went to a middle school, it was called JW Fair at the time, they changed the name. Um, our teacher was getting her tonsils out and I guess there was some infection or something. She was gone for the rest of the year. He was there from about February, maybe to the, to the end of the year. And first of all, he had command, you know, he, you know, was on time, showed up. Um, he didn't budge, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, these are the rules, this is what it is. And you can kind of see with some of the tougher kids, some of the kids that didn't care as much about their grades maybe as they should, um, but he didn't budge. Um, but honestly, above all that, what I loved the most about him was he encouraged me to write. You know, I, it's something that I just I organically, I feel like it's a gift. It's something that I just, like doing, I don't feel like I'm working when, I, when I'm writing. Um, and so when I finished my work, it was always one of those things where he's like, well, you can work on your homework or, you know, I know you love to write, you can go sit in the corner and, and work on one of your stories. That's all I wanted to do, is finish my work so I could get to the corner and start working on a poem, a rap, a short story, whatever it was at the time. Um, and he would, he would allow me to do it. Now, I really don't bring him up to, to, to completely big him up. Like, you know, he was, he was awesome for what, for what he did for me and for what he did for the class. But it's more of a call to action, so to speak. You know, it's like, why was he our substitute teacher if he was that good? You know, if he had that much command, more command than I would say the original teacher had. I don't want to put her on blast. She was a good yeah. teacher too. But yeah. um, I just definitely felt like he was somebody that could have done way more. I don't know why. I don't know what was behind it. But um you know, I just, I think it, it speaks a lot to our plight. You know, it's like we have gifts, we have talents. Um, and I don't know if we always recognize it. Mm -hmm. And even in the case that we do, I don't think that we recognize um, our faith enough to know that, like I said earlier, it will provide for you. Just take yeah. it, use it, push it. It's going to be difficult in the beginning, give you some headaches, some bruises, but you just stick with it. And then before you know it, you look around, you're going to see the fruit. Yeah. Um, you're going to see just a lot of positivity, uh, a lot of support like I'm getting from you. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, what you don't know is when I, when I reached out on LinkedIn, I, 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 you know, I'm thinking like, what if she don't, no, don't, don't DM me. Don't send me this. I don't know you. Like, what are you? I don't know what the reaction is going to be. But yeah. my thought is I know my intentions are good. I know yeah. that I'm, I'm just kind of like, you know, lifting up every rock, trying to figure out, you know, where's the door? Where's the key? Yeah. You know, I got to figure yeah. out a way to to get my my story out there to get my books out there yeah um sean's window is awesome but yeah. to be honest yeah. i got a lot more coming 
And, oh, we and... ready for it. <laughs> we now <laughs> is the time. Like I'm going to be aggressive to get it out there, and and that's you know to the point. I think that's sort of what a lot of um, a lot of black males are missing is that they have the idea, they have the talent, they have the skill, but they may be a little tentative and rightfully so based on how society is built and a lot of the obstacles that are in front of us. Um, they may have like, you know, just to be a little tepid to be aggressive and go for it. Yeah. Um, and my thing is, I'd rather you scream at me for trying than not even notice me for just sitting around and, and being afraid to try. So I'm just okay. I'm shooting my shot. Well, for the record, <laughs> I would never scream at you. That's the right first on. thing. That's the first thing. So right we'll have to put that out there, guys. I that's not That's not a Richie book. I'm not like that, everybody reaching out to you on LinkedIn. Look. <laughs> I know. I know. No cap. So I, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, why are you connected with me? Like, how do I know? And I just like, okay. All right. Guys. The way, and you said there's a difference between being intentional and like, that's where I was like, all right, I got something like, this is a, amazing. Cause clearly I read my messages, right? right clearly right, I read my messages. Right. I'm like, all right. Who, what, what are we saying? What, what's the intention behind here? Um, so thank you for that because your book is amazing. I've been sharing it with my peers and my, my friends who have sons. Um, this is the time. And like, even with all this societal experiences going on, like I have three daughters. So I'm like, you know, I'm praying for the black men. I don't know who my daughters are going to marry, but hopefully black men, right? I'm like, I'm praying for the black men that my daughters will marry to grow up and marry. I'm praying for my own husband when he does come, like what, like just black men need that upliftment, right? So uh -huh. definitely appreciate uh -huh. it. But representation as an educator, I had, I did an interview with one of my friends who is an educator in New Jersey and the Dean of Students. And I asked him the importance of um, representation, right? And so you talked about your substitute teacher and, and the call to action. But one thing that I realized and understanding is that maybe Mr. Allen, he he never seen anyone like him mm. in that position. And he was mm. like, well, maybe if I could just become a substitute teacher and mm. I can just touch them some mm. way, somehow, right? And maybe if I could just do that. Mm -hmm. And then you saw him and he, he was like, why are you gonna stop at being a substitute yeah. teacher? Maybe yeah. I can become a teacher. And yeah. now you have a student who saw you and they're like, Yo, Mr. Purdue, like maybe I can become an administrator. And then it goes on from here. And what I hear is growth. Like what I hear is forward movement. Um, because you're needed. You're so needed. So my question to you is the importance of representation. Um representation. And then I also want to talk to you, I want you to speak on the stigma or stereotype about black male educators. Um, so yeah, if you could talk about it. Well, um, where aren't we <laughs> underrepresented, you know? Um, I think what gets missed is a simple human element of um, bad decisions and mistakes are supposed to be forgiven and aren't supposed to brand us. Um, a lot of times we get that stamp for being cheaters, dogs, liars. Um, you ain't gonna read us right now because you read you you're reading us right now. But go ahead because we need it. Hey, we need I, it. I, 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 look, I'm I'm just telling you. Um, I'm not I'm not a saint. You know, uh, my wife knows my story. 
And um, my thought is, um, you don't have a story if you don't if you don't go through something. You know what I mean? And yeah. Yep. If you can't bounce back, if you can't change uh, your acts, your ways, uh, your thinking, um, you know, talk bad about us then. But I look around at the the generation that I see coming up under me and yeah. generation that's you know been, you know beside me, my peers, and I'm seeing black men who love their kids. My brother, you know, he'll just break out in tears for no reason mm -hmm. because his his kids, you know, it's all about his his sons, his boys. Um, look on his Instagram, and it's all him and his boys all day, all the time. Yeah. Um, my best friend is the same way. He has two beautiful daughters and a, and two sons now, and no different. It's all about his kids. Um, I mean, every everybody that I know that has kids um, is a father, is active. Um, guys that I know um, growing up that would think it's, it's corny for me to be writing a children's book, and have said so to me, have went out and bought my book um, because they want to give it to one of their kids or yeah. one of their, their nephews or their nieces. And yeah. it, just, it just speaks to, I think we learn from our fathers, uh, yeah. you know, 70s babies, uh, early 80s babies mm -hmm. that maybe didn't have a father around and had to come up, you know, deadbeat dad syndrome. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, for us, for yeah. us it, was, it was a learning point. You know, it was, it was you talk about a call to action. Um, I think we wear it on our sleeves and we kind of resent the fact that we have such a bad label for mistakes yeah. that we may have made and, and bad yeah. decisions that we may have made in our 20s or 30s or whatever, what have you. But it's, it's to me, it's about, um, it's about growth and, and, and figuring life out yeah. and then trying to give back the best way that you know how. Um, yeah, um, I think when, when society can grab a hold of that and, and embrace us more, I think that, you know, you'll start seeing more representation. You'll start seeing people step out of the shadows, out of the closets and really yeah. showing what they're, what they're capable of. Um, yeah. my, my illustrator in my next book that I'm working on right now, um, a good friend of mine, it's, it's his daughter. Mm -hmm. um, and, he, you know, he has a testimony of his own between him and, and his daughter mm -hmm. that um, I think speaks volumes to um, mm -hmm what we're about as you know black men in this current generation you know we want to be present for our children we want to raise them to be heroes and kings and presidents and and ceos and owners and what have you yeah, um, yeah. and i i think that when we get to a point where we can start looking at us as that as opposed to you know some of the nonsense the little childish stuff that we've been through yeah um, i think you'll see a step on be more represent yeah represent um, your second question. Can you ask it again? Well, you answered the second question first. You know, y'all, he just jumped to the second question because he's like, y'all ain't going to be stereotyping black right men, so I'm going to just let y'all know. Boom, boom, boom. Put it there, put it there. But I wanted to, to talk about, because the first part of the question was being represented as an educator, as a black male educator, and then the stereotypes of that. But you touched on so much. And I think even when you talk about the generation now, I tell people, like, my intention with my daughters is to provide them a childhood that they don't have to heal from. And in their particular childhood experience, their father is not involved mm -hmm. by choice, his mm -hmm. own choice. Mm -hmm. And so then when you share, like, okay, we can't, 
don't don't what did you say like don't judge somebody by their their past yeah, don't, you know don't brand us don't brand us you know right don't, don't brand don't, us don't, all and that, that. <laughs> exactly so that right there and so like even in my situation even though he's like not present there have been times where we hear people telling their kids like your daddy ain't this your daddy ain't that or you're just mm -hmm. like him but that's not the case here with my children right. Right? i encourage right. people like if there's an absent parent then you you know explain that to your children like oh Let's pray for for daddy. Let's right. pray every All night. Right. Thank you for that. God, send my love to my dad. Yes. Heal his heart, heal his yes. mind, heal my heart, right. heal my mind. As yes. my daughters, they don't understand what they're saying, but mm -hmm. I know why I'm guiding them to to right. pray a certain way. So, what what advice would you give to other young men? Because yeah, you're in Gen X. You're not a millennial, so you're in Gen X. Yeah. But yeah. you're on you're on the cup, so you're like right. late 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 seventies. What would you give to other young men who, you know, I don't, there's so much that I can speak here and I'll probably bring you no, back on for a lot because you just, you even just share, even though you didn't share your story with me, it's clear to me that you've learned your life lessons, whatever yeah. it was, and you've allowed them to mature you, you've allowed them to groom you. Um, and so there may be young men who listen to this later on, who are watching this now and they're like, okay. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to move forward. I don't know what would, to yeah. look like. I got you. I, I would. I would say. Well, for me, I would. I really would say that I. I think that we completely underestimate our own childhood experiences and our pains. Mm -hmm. um, we all. Whatever you are today, come from what you went through as a child. No different than me and everybody else. Yep. Um, I think because it's not it's not discussed, yeah. and a lot of times, and this is a stereotype. A lot of guys probably feel like it's too macho to have the conversation with their friends. Me and my friends aren't like that. Like they know me. I, I'm gonna say it. I cry in front of them in a heartbeat. I, that's just me. I don't. It is what it is. But um, I think a lot of, because we don't have that conversation in every circle of males. I think they come up not recognizing that you know their holes, so to speak, their flaws. Right. Um, yes. their misgivings and the mistakes that they're making are directly linked to the absence of advice from a, from a dad yeah. of their own. Yeah. And I think that it's conversations like this, like somebody, some guy out there will, will, will stumble upon it. And, you know, even if they give it a spin for five minutes, it'll land on this, this particular segment yeah. and, and they'll give it a listen and it, it'll make sense to them. Yeah. to talk about it to one of their closest yeah. homies or, or what have you. Um, and it's kind of that ripple effect that needs to happen. Like, they just need to talk about it to recognize yeah. it's, it's a normal thing. It's a real yeah. thing. Um, and I think when they do, they'll start to understand that their decision to not be involved in their child's life yeah. is setting us back decades. Um, my, I mean, I don't want to blame my dad. I'm saying my dad, it's my dad's fault why I was doing some of the <laughs> stuff I was out there doing but at the same time there's no doubt about it if I would have had a loving black hand on my shoulder to say hey hey, hey, hey slow down what are you, are you doing let me holler at you for a second or or even if it's not a lecture if it's just we hanging out mm -hmm. together as opposed to me hanging out at the club yeah and running around in the streets um we go a long way you know it's it's yeah. it's all all we want is love it's yeah it's pretty simple whether we ask for it or not um 
you see some of the, the toughest guys when they find out they got to go to jail, break down, they're crying. Um, it's a lot. It's multifaceted. And I think for a second, uh, George Floyd, I think the last words out of his mouth was mama. Yes. 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 And if you ask me, that's, that's his Holy Spirit speaking. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's the thing that all of us, uh, young black men, old, old black men, um, we long for it more than anything is a hug from mama, you know, just, just yeah. some love from our mom. Yeah. Um, and in a way it's kind of, it's kind of sad because it should be both, right? We should, we should be mom, dad, you know, like that's, that should be the call. But I do think that last generation left a, a resounding effect on us and, it, and it's still leaving a lot of us in pain, but, um, but healing is possible. A fact. That's a fact. But God working miracles every day. Like, that's what he does. He just, he just hiding in the shadows, come over here for a second, yeah. and then get yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah. But definitely, like, to your point, I, I think that uh, um, if they knew just how much their the lack of their presence was impacting their the daughters are not around, the sons that they're not around, and... and, and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. almost directly leading them to the trouble that they're going to find. There's no way they wouldn't be around their children. There's no way, you know, I know, I believe this, my dad wasn't around at all. Mm -hmm. He wasn't, he wasn't around mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. um, my dad just passed away. And I think it's, it's a, it's a shame that I don't have everyday pain. It's a yeah. shame. That I don't, I don't, I don't take time in my day to stop and think about them, to, you know, shoot him some love for a second. It just, yeah. you know, I have to actively make myself slow down and think about my dad. That's how much of a gap there was in our relationship. Um, but there's nothing in me that doesn't believe my dad didn't love me for whatever reason. Yeah. Whatever he was off doing, whatever life he wanted to live, there's just something yeah. that and, and and my four siblings that he loved all of us to death. He just had no tools and yeah. no understanding of... Yeah how to be a father and why he should be a father. Yeah. And like I said, if you know, if somebody was around talking to him, spending time with him when he was young, I, I guarantee he would have made different decisions. Yeah. Just, just the way yeah. my heart says yeah. it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I appreciate you even for breaking that down um, and for speaking on behalf of black men on this particular episode. Right. Um, somebody tell me quiet. I'm sure. <laughs> you said somebody, no, no, I think, like, nah. I, I appreciate it. No, for real. Like my male friends, somehow they just, they all open up to me and I'm okay with that because like, I appreciate that. And I tell them like, I do not take my male friends, um, their vulnerability for granted. Like I don't take it for granted because it's such a world in a world, right. Where it's like, are you crying? Like, uh, -uh. don't be crying. Like, what you mean? You went through that. Get over that. Yeah. And then just hearing some of their stories, right? And I'm like, damn, women treat you like that? Damn, women are like that? Yeah. I ain't know women was trifling like that. I <laughs> we trifling too. <laughs> I ain't up. I mean, like I said, it's, it's one of those things. We all got our issues. Probably a lot of it is tied to the fact that we had absentee fathers. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. you know, and then, and then a lot of the mistakes that we're making, it's, it's like, what do they say? For every action, there's a reaction. Yeah. Um, I don't think a lot of us realize um, that when we're out there, you know, gaining stripes from our boys for being a player and, oh, I'm talking to this one, I'm talking to that one. 
I don't really think we realize how much damage we are doing to the ones that find out, the ones that get their feelings hurt. I, I would just. Hey, I don't have no teeth. I, I, I don't I'm got just, no teeth. So like, like, look, I'm with, I'm with my brothers. Like I said, remove the stamp. Don't, don't, don't stamp me. Um, but when I'm being humble and open my heart, I understand. Like, I, I get it now. But I wouldn't have told you this in my 30s. I wouldn't have told yeah. you this in my 20s. I, I didn't know. Sometimes it just take a minute to go, dang. You know, just just by the cold shoulder is something that goes a long way toward, you know, sometimes making a woman behave in a way that is beneath her. And so it goes both ways. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what project are you working on now? So is it, so is Sean, is, is it going to be a series for him? You know, or is that? Sean telling me that. So. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I, I have like three ideas for uh, part two, three and a four for, for Sean's window. Um, but it's no way I can ignore what's going on right now. I got a okay, big talk one. On I got a big one that's coming right now. And okay. I'm almost afraid like to say the, the title because I, I just don't want nothing to come along with any resemblance of the same thing. Yeah. So we'll keep it protected. We'll keep All it right. protected. We'll keep it protected. Well, can I say it like this? Um, think um, Martin Luther King from a child's perspective. Um, on an everyday basis perspective. Mm. The conversation that we're having. Um, absentee father. Um, what's, his, what's that kid's dream? What's, mm. what's his nightmare? And that's that's what I'm playing with right now. And um, I'll just take this my This might time. be for adults, too. Hey, you know, look, see, I'm, I'm careful to know. Like, I, I pay attention to the students that I've taught. I pay attention to the kids that are around me. Um, I feel like I got a good finger on the pulse of what kids like. So, yeah. like, it, it's something that, that I'm going to do in a, in, a, in a way where it's like, it's definitely a resounding message, but it's going to be a book that kids wanna, want you to read them again and again. Yeah, yeah I promise you that. I promise you. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's the one. So is what if do I, do I have to say more? Like I, <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh -uh. So you can send me so he can send me like a non disclosure agreement, some type of contract and be like, Oh, I put this on your pocket. No, no, you ain't gonna be caught up in your legal business. Uh-uh. That's why I said you keep it under wraps. I don't even wanna know. You let me know when it's dropping, when we can pre order, then we can put it out like that. But no, uh uh. You ain't gonna get me caught up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like that. Don't worry about it. Because I feel like if it's good, it's gonna get out there anyway. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you're ready, I definitely want want to share and like just see how I can support you. Like that. That is all. If it's in my power, like how I can support people, and it's crazy, right? So people, I say this all the time to people. I'm like, how can I support you? And they're like, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm like, how can I support you? What can I do that's in my power, in my means? I have this platform. I have this voice. I have this reach that I can connect, right? That I can share. That's what I can do. I may not have the millions of dollars yet right. to like yeah. invest and be like, all right, we about to mass produce this going in every bookstore yeah. i don't i'm not there yet but this is what i can do and this is how i can uh, contribute so you once were an educator now you're a full-time writer and i want you to speak on your screenwriting i will can i say one last thing i just want to throw this out there too yeah while you're talking it's down on me like 
I feel like we're about speaking of movies, screenplays, and and books. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of cloud chasing out there. This is a topic. Everybody, look. I'm gonna be clear. My story was written long ago. It's that I'm putting it to the front of the line of the stories that I've written to put this out there because it's something that should have been spoken about. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. You know, now everybody. Oh, hey, hero, hero. Yeah. Hero. A month ago, two months ago, was he a hero? Yeah. And so it's 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 cool i get it let's let's put the stories out there we got to tell it now and and, and you know capitalize on the momentum but i just yeah. want to be clear that my stories are not about the clout chase i i want to tell good stories oh if your stories were about the clout chase you would not be on this platform <laughs> i am going to let you know that now and i made a post the other day that said my intuition is so strong i not only know who i am i know who you are too right and on. this platform is not for it's not for clout. It's for the genuine interaction, inter engagement. It's the reciprocity of empowerment. And wow. when people hear your story, when they hear your voice, when they hear this conversation, that they walk away empowered, inspired by you. And as you're speaking right now, right, it's the reciprocity. Like, if my story can touch you, if what I'm sharing touches you, then it touches me. And so that's the intention of For the Love of Millennials podcast. I'll let you know that now. I do not just let everybody come on this platform because I'm protective of the people. Like, and this is not being funny. Like, this is my way of ministry, right? This is how God mm. use, uses me. This is my gift. And oh my I'm very intentional right, right. and protective of the people that come here because we have people who follow the podcast. We have people who listen. And if I just bring somebody on here who's clout, clout chasing and they're, they're for the money, you know, and, and I posted something else about business today. I said, if you're in it for the money, then you're in business for the wrong reason. I'm not going to purchase from you. Like, I'm very intentional about everything. So I'm grateful you're on the podcast. I'm just letting you know that. Um, but, dang, I forgot my thought. But you said something that was so important. I was, do you remember what I said? Do you yeah, remember? you said you want to talk about screenplays. But I want oh, yes, to okay. Yes. Question. No, it. that's what I wanted to, because you said screenwriting, that was like a different, like, yeah. thing to, to break into, but. Yeah, no, I, I've, um, I've written a lot of scripts, I put a lot of time in, um, I'm one of those people that if there are mentors around, I bug them all day, every day, trying to figure mm -hmm. out how to get better, how to sharpen, so to speak, um, but it's tough, um, if, if you're not walking in with, you know, Denzel as the headliner, a lot of times people aren't, aren't paying attention. Um, and then on top of it, everybody that wants to be a part of the project typically wants you have to give. Um, so it's, it's challenging. I think that it's going to happen. Um, yeah. I'll be able to tell, like, I, I feel like I have some stories that need to be right. out there. Need right. to be there. Um, and some fun ones too. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not always, you know, Rah, rah, gotta do this. Sometimes I just want to tell a fun story, and, yeah. I, and I do a lot of those too. I want to put them out there, but um, it's just one of those things I think is in God's timing. Um, yeah. so we, I shot a film called Saturday School uh, last summer, and um, we just um, we, we signed a little something with with indie rights. So we'll see where you know yeah. gets out okay. there. But um, what was interesting was the stop and go of it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I honestly felt like God just kind of had his hand in time. Yeah. Time. yeah. 
um, certain cast members that ended up, you know, a part of the, the project. Brilliant, talented people. Thank you to them if they're, yeah. they're ever. Yeah. Um, but the way they ended up being a part of the film, I felt like that was just, you know, making certain things happen. And some of it I don't fully understand. Um, came together the way that it came together and then yeah. it got really silent once we finished and we kind of started shopping it around yeah. it's just like door shut 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 yeah. shut and i don't hear that as no yeah i, I just hear that as no you don't want to go in that door yeah but I got a door for you and i don't know where it is i don't know yeah. when it's i just know that it's coming uh, my wife the other day it's one of those things where um i think i seen uh, a video by steve harvey talking about um his faith and how much it's grown over the years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Steve Harvey doesn't always tell it, you know, the the PC version, but at the same time, he just shoots it from his heart. So sometimes I, I like listening to him, but he um, he just mentioned how, you know, when he wants something, he knows God, talks to God about it. Yeah. And um, puts it out in the atmosphere, speaking it yeah. so to speak. And, and it doesn't matter how crazy people think he is, he just kind of walks away and doesn't even think about it no more. He's more like, just come tell me when the blessing has arrived, because I know it's coming. Yeah. And something about the way he told that story that resonated with me, I feel the same way. I just do. Yeah. I know it's, um, yeah, I've seen some some highs and some lows in my in my 42 years. Yeah. Um, but in the lows, I don't know, there's something that is very settling about uh, my guy's voice. Um, I feel like I hear him not <laughs> And I can feel him when he's shoving me away from something, even when I want it really bad and I yeah. fuck playing and stomp my feet. But I, yeah. I just, I just feel like that. I feel like, um, you know, he's he's doing some, he's doing a lot of things, and yeah. I just some work because I feel like when he's ready, he's gonna show it to me. I'll be happy. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. So we are coming close to our time. So what advice would you give to melanin? millennials who may be watching as men women whoever like to me like we we're, we are basically like your little sisters and brothers so you. what what advice and feedback would you i would give? say um if they're if they're not in church they're probably you know you, you got swag 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 you know girls want to fly you know classy is like the new fly for a lot of a lot of our, our black sisters now right mm -hmm. um everything that you're trying to put out there that you say that you are you are like it's not it's not made up. You do have that sweat. Yeah. That that energy that you're putting off. Yeah. Um but just make sure you own that. Like it's it's um it's it's not just to show off the things or the shoes or how good you dance or how much you can hoop, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so have fun with that. Have fun with it. Yeah. But at the same time, I know some storm is going to come at some point and, and mess mm -hmm. with their confidence and rock their world or whatever. Mm -hmm. My hold on to the swag because the swag to me is your spiritual gift. It's the mm -hmm. thing you is, is what makes you feel cool is what makes you feel special. Uh, whatever your talent is, use it, just use that, that spiritual gift and, and don't like, you know, you listen to this like, yeah, 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 yeah. Then, then when the interview is over and it goes off, you're left with your own thoughts and devices yeah. to, to kind of navigate, but yeah. continue to tell yourself like, no, no, that's real. Like, right. The skill you have, it will cut through any door, any obstacle, and make a way for you. It'll it'll do special things, and you just have no idea how many people it might help. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people that 
I'm one of those. Like, you know, I, I you know, late night before I'm falling asleep, I start scrolling through uh, Instagram pages and, and even Facebook. And I feel like I'm just looking for what I'm looking for, which is somebody going to post something that says something. That speaks. Uh, yeah, that stole one from you a couple of weeks ago and I posted <laughs> it on Instagram. Um, it's true. It's just, it's just how I am. Like, if, if something speaks to me, I'm like, ooh, it, you know, it might be the thing I needed to sustain me for the next two or three yeah. days. It might just be that temporary push that I needed yeah. to do whatever it is I needed to do. Yeah. But um, all I'm saying is there's a lot of us out there that are looking for our own to shine and do something big, do something yeah. Um, And just remember that because you're going to get all kind of opportunities to do what you really want to do. Yes. Um, everybody is watching. Uh, you are that special. Just just use it for good. Absolutely. So where can we buy, purchase Sean's window? Amazon. Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, I think I'm going to try. I, I, right now, I just have it in hard hardback. I, I just some about hardback copies feel like it's something okay. I'm not know of. I just reached. I just reached on my bed. Like, <laughs> like I legit just reached. And I uh -huh. have four books on my bed. Like, right. And then I got two books. Right here right. next to me, on my, and then I got six books. Down, then I got bookcases. Uh, book. uh, I'm that person, and then my kids' room—they just have a library of books. So I understand. A lot. When I was young, I didn't. I didn't always respect the the paperbacks. Yeah, my books <laughs> folded in the corner somewhere. <laughs> so it's like okay. my book. My you book jump out your book bag. All your papers is folded, in, and the book like this, and it's like <laughs> like ah, uh -uh, you gotta unroll it, roll it back this way. <laughs> I didn't know no better, right? <laughs> But hardbacks, you can't fold those up. They just, they have the same power. So I wanted that, you know what I mean? And I want to also, like, just try to make sure that what I do put out there, it has good quality, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's something that, I don't know, I value that in my clothes. I value that in my food. You know, if I have to spend a little extra for some good food, for some quality food, for some quality clothes, that's what I'm going to do. Yep. And um, if I'm going to sell it, I want to do the same thing. So, yeah. but, yeah. I, but I will try to get it out there in different platforms. So, so um you know, people can attain it the way that they, they do best. Right. right now, Amazon is Barnes & Noble. And check my, my um, IG out. I'm, I'm just starting. I'm not big on social media like that. I'm, I'm trying to play with it. Uh, my sister helps me a lot, like, to learn, like, and out to them. How you do this? How you take this? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, she's super patient with me. I love her to death for it. Yeah. But W Purdue, P-E-R-D-U-E, uh, 0430. Follow Absolutely. Me. Yes, home. we're going to stay connected with you. And do you have a website at all yet? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yes. yet. So on Instagram, Maybe. you said what? Baby steps. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll be, <laughs> you know, I'll be taking giant steps and stuff. I, I apologize. I'm so Instagram. <laughs> you said what? I'm going to catch up with you one day, though. I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to have that, that same I'm thing. trying to be like you. I want to publish a children's book. See, I'm just, see, what, what people don't know is, like when I was younger, I used to be this kid. Like I used to have a typewriter when I was a kid and I used to have like a whole bunch of manila folders and on my typewriter, I would type up different business ideas. So I had a, a folder for children's books. I had a folder for fashion. Like when eighth grade socials and proms was a thing, I was like, oh, I'm gonna draw my little social dress. I drew my little wedding dress. I ain't wear that to my real wedding, but I was like one day, then yeah. maybe when I get remarried, I'll really design my wedding dress. Dig into that. <laughs> Doing it. Like, that's yep. all that. And I, here I am. That's, yeah. That's, that's the gift. You that's got the it. Gift. 
when I was in fourth grade, I had a, a green boombox, and this one cassette tapes was popping. So if y'all on here, you don't know what a cassette tape is, Google it. <laughs> and I was started recording, and I'd be like, yo, it's DJ Amber. And then in the background of the tape, you could hear my mom like, Amber. And I'm like, okay, we'll be right back. We're going to play this cool jam. And here I am, podcasting, right? Just how the universe works, how God moves and leads and brings you back around full circle. Okay, God. I love it. I love it. So thank you for coming on to For the Love of Millennials. Say it again I, for me. No, I said much respect. I, I appreciate it. So I really do. Yeah. Yeah. We thank you. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in um, for your comments, for engaging. Um, make sure that you guys follow William and make sure you also go out and purchase Sean's window and make sure you're following For the Love of Millennials podcast. Thank you again. Stay tuned in. I'll talk to you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. To stay connected with For the Love of Millennials podcast, follow us on Instagram at For the Love of Millennials. If you have any questions or topics that you want to hear us chat about or to even find a millennial expert, please email us at Love for Millennials. To connect with A Rich Book, go ahead over to Instagram and follow her at a.richbook. Don't forget to give our podcast five stars and be sure to tune in to our future episodes.